Hello, hello, and welcome back into another episode of the Campus Visit Podcast. We are officially back from our hiatus, man. It's been it's been a long time coming. The uh, the colds are gone. The jury duty and uh, court cases are finally over with, and we're back to talk more outside the top one hand prospects, one hundred prospects with you guys. We're super excited to be back talking all things college football, all things Debbie. Going to break down some incoming freshmen as well. Super excited about that, but. Before we do that, I've got to bring in my co-host, Adam Lewis, man. Adam, how are you doing tonight, man? It's been a long time. It's been a while, man. It's been a while. And uh, we, we, we've we had some people asking us where we've been. And yeah, like you said, man, unfortunately, uh, the illnesses uh, and uh, and then, yeah, being a lawyer sometimes has its, has its problems. You got to go to trial, right? Uh, gotta go you to mean, you mean to tell me when you're a lawyer, you, get, you guys get busy? I thought you guys were all just sunshines and rainbows over there. You guys actually do stuff? Yeah, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, they they think we just hang out and, you know, uh, every every now and then we just bring in, in bring in people's money. But, you know, we actually got to we actually got to work for a living, you know, you know, we were, talk, <laughs> we were talking about it, too. It was we were planning to do a podcast, I think, several times over the these last few weeks. And it seemed like every time we were planning to do one, one of us would text the other person and be like, look, I've got the flu. I don't have my voice right now. I'm not sure how we're going to do this podcast if I can't talk. So it's been yeah, that was it, twice it's been a crazy few weeks, man. It's <laughs> It didn't happen just once. It happened twice. And I'm still, yeah. you can still kind of hear it on my voice a little bit. I don't have my voice completely back yet, but that we comes out having kids. another week. We're back. <laughs> yeah, no, that definitely comes out having kids, man. My, my kids are a bowl of monkeys. I tell everybody all the time. They, they just they come home and they got something slight. Then all of a sudden I'm sick. And, That's and, what people and tell you. They around. say, you know, when your kids get sick, you're, you're bound to get sick too. It's just everybody in the family catches it. And I've, I've learned that firsthand over these last few weeks. Absolutely, man. Yeah, no, I'm glad to be back. Glad to be Podden and uh, glad to be talking. Uh, what we're going to be talking about tonight? We got a lot of without, got a lot of guys to get through. Yeah, lots of good stuff, man. Before we dive in, man, how was how was your weekend? It's it's it was a it was a pretty critical weekend in the world of uh, movies, especially this weekend. Did you have a chance to go see that new <laughs> Spider Man movie? I, I it did. I you know actually you know we get, we get out get out of the week and uh, uh, get to uh, mm-hmm. you know, spend a good time with the family for the weekend and uh, yeah we hit up the Spider Man on Saturday. I had it. Lined up on Saturday because you know with, with trial I thought I was gonna wasn't gonna be done by Friday so we got to see it and uh, you know we we were we were we were joking I know you, you had it at twelve out of ten um, I thought it was a good movie um, it didn't hit twelve out of ten for me but uh, you know I actually like Shang Chi and uh, and even Eternals over that but dude I've uh, heard that Shang Chi movie super good I haven't got a chance to see that one yet but I really want to see it. You know, I, I was telling my wife, I think that part of it is, you know, I grew up like my favorite, my favorite guys were, you know, Wolverine, Gambit, uh, you know, Iron Man, certainly. And, and and I mean, I like some of the off brand guys too, Moon Knight, some of these other guys. So like, you know, Spider-Man was great for me, but I think if you're a real Spider-Man fan, then that movie was over the hill. It was great for you. I think he was probably one of your favorite movies, but if he was just, you know, one of the guys you, you looked at, um, there's, to me, there's only so many times you can tell that story. <laughs> so, so you're like an old school, like X Men type, type. Oh guy. yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I, just, I was I was a comic book, you know, nerd on top of uh, sports when I was growing up. My my kid loves them too, so it, it, it's just great. But uh, I mean, he's seen every single M- MCU movie that there is uh, at this point. So, um, you know, and my do- my daughter was there too. You know, it's a family affair now. My wife watches them. Uh, we're all there together. We watch Hawkeye when it comes out on Disney Plus. Uh, I I have not. We just canceled our Disney Plus, and I thought over the weekend I was going to have to give it back, get it back after that whole YouTube TV fiasco that happened this weekend. Oh, I don't know man. if you heard. I don't know how much you know about that, but man, I woke up Saturday, first day of bowl games, ready to watch some college football, and I was absolutely livid about what happened. I I you know what I didn't even know because I have Hulu Live. So I like I didn't I had no idea, but I jump on Twitter uh to look at something and all I see is just burning. Everybody's trying to figure out what's going on. Where do I go? I'm hitting the transfer portal. I'm no longer with YouTube. I'm like, what is going on? So I had to look into this. And I said, oh, oh, okay. Well, I don't have a problem because I have Hulu already. Yeah. So, <laughs> first day of bowl games, like, oh, let's let's be honest, man. Disney knew what they were doing. They, they oh, were yeah, they aware did. of that bargaining chip. And you know, and they've got you know, and and they've got that that discount with Disney Plus and with Hulu, and you know, they they, they had all the chips. It was you know, it was what it was, and uh, they played it. But you know, they got everything back a little bit after that. But yeah, no, you had people panicking. I, you know what I thought YouTube did well on that though. 
They offer people an opportunity to pause their membership for a significant period of time, jump somewhere else that they want to and come back. Smart move. They ended up getting it done early, you know, and it's done now. But super, super move. consumer based. I mean, I, I like mm-hmm. the way they handled it for sure. Mm-hmm. You look at it though. I mean, we're talking about being TV nerds and, and comic book nerds, <laughs> but Adam, you know what else we are? We are Devi football under the radar prospect nerds. And absolutely that, that is what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, before we dive into, of course, the outside of the top 100 that we're going to talk about, that we talk about every time we jump on. It's it's been a mess, man. We we haven't got together um, since the the crazy transfer portal apocalypse, um, whatever you want to call it, over these last few weeks, man. It's been absolutely insane. Um, I think the first news we need to talk about. There's probably no bigger a transfer and no bigger a signing. Um, just a huge absolute get for the Oregon Ducks and, and a Bo Nix, man. I mean, you've got to start there and just what a massive grab that was for Oregon, right? Uh, you could call it that if you really believed in Bo Nix. Um, for me, it's a massive botch. Um, I, you know, I saw it as soon as Kenny Dillingham was over there at, at, at became the offensive coordinator. That's his guy. Um, they have a, a history. I have never been a Bo Nix fan. Um, from the start, I think Malik Willis should have played over him. Um, I think he played at Auburn, in my opinion, because of the family, um, not because of the skill set initially. Sometimes I've, I've said it on Twitter several times, a kid sometimes can't hit the broad side of a barn. I just never been a big fan. I was not sure why Oregon did this um, with already having Thompson in there. Um, clearly, I guess they're they're not – comfortable with him coming in uh, or maybe the new staff wants to have a, a more senior guy right now. And, and, you know, things could turn out. I mean, look, last year, Garantano, Garantano went to Washington state, but that lasted how long before they went um, to Delora and that worked out a heck of a lot better. And then he should have been playing for the entire time anyway. So maybe you see a similar thing. I've never, ever been impressed with Bo Nix. I know a lot of people had him top, you know, coming in, but he was never even in the top 10 for me. Um, I think he made receivers worse. Everybody talks about, uh, you know, people that were around him. The kid had a great running game. I mean, you look Tank's, Tank Bigsby. Uh, you know, we talked about Jarquez Hunter. I mean, you can't. so you can't say that he didn't have a running game to take some pressure off of him. And, you know, they've got some good wide receivers there, in my opinion, uh, when you're looking at some of those guys. Uh, I love Malcolm Johnson Jr., who's who was underutilized, and several other guys. You, know, you saw Seth Williams want to probably punch Bo Nix in the face during that South Carolina game um, before he graduated. But yeah, I I don't I don't understand it. Um, but you know, I, I've seen some people say, "Hey, look, I think he's going to be good." You know, Pac Pac twelve defenses aren't very good, so I guess if you're looking at college fantasy, maybe he's going to give you some numbers. Um, doesn't change a darn thing that I look at it at Debbie or where he's going to be in the NFL. I'm not looking at it. I mean, we talk about it off air. I mean, the, the two things that I really like in my quarterbacks, right? I like an accurate quarterback. I like you to be able to push the ball downfield. He doesn't do either one of those things well. I mean, he's a, he's a good fantasy quarterback. Yes, he provides rushing upside. But, I mean, if I'm going to spend the draft capital on a quarterback in a Debbie draft, I want to be able to project you success to the NFL that you're going to get at least good draft capital, and you're going to eventually take over a team. I don't see that at all for Bo Nix. I mean, was Anthony Brown bad last year? Yeah, he was horrible. I mean, he was he was not a good quarterback. Um, right. I don't think Bo Nix provides them that much of an upgrade. Um, I really, I really don't. Um, I mean, I mean, it says a lot about what they think about Ty Thompson for sure. And I was yeah. big on Ty Thompson. I liked him a lot, but I guess. I guess they maybe don't like him as much as I did or as much as people in the community did, man. But, man, this Bo Nix transfer to Oregon, I mean, it's good for fantasy. He's going to go against some some weaker defenses and weaker competition. But when it comes to NFL prospects, I mean, he doesn't do the things that you want an NFL quarterback to do. He just doesn't. No, not not at all. And, and it's funny is I wasn't even high on Thompson. I'm one of the people in the community who is lower on him. And I still looked at this and said, what are you doing? Um, so to, for me to step in and say that, it, it tells you all, all you need to know about how I feel about it. But yeah, I mean, if you're in a, if you're in, you know, in a C2C league or, you know, a college fantasy league, yeah, the guy's going to put up some numbers because yeah, the PAC 12 defenses aren't great. Um, he does run around and play a lot, whole lot of sandlot football. So he's going to get you some numbers, both rushing in and he's going to get, make these new touchdowns that come out of kind of nowhere. Um, but then he's going to play the teams like Utah. Okay, who are going to lock him down? 
Washington's got a good defense. Um, and and you, we'll see what USC does with Alex Grinch now that the, as a DC. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think it's as friendly as people make it out to be. Um, I'm interested to see how it goes. Maybe I'm wrong, as I said last night on Twitter, but you know, my opinion is my opinion. I, I, but as far as looking into the NFL, um, he is a guy that probably will get drafted just because uh, late round and be there. But um, a guy that I, I don't see contributing in any form or fashion, so I'm not looking to take him anywhere. One other transfer that I didn't really get and we're going to talk about next is Spencer Rattler to South Carolina. Um, Rattler, we talked about on the last show that we were on, um, just kind of what, what Spencer Rattler needs to do to, to fix some of his problems. And um, hopefully, I mean, landing at South Carolina, um, he's going to – I mean, he's, he's staying in, in, in tough competition. Um, he's staying in the SEC. Um, but when you look at the team, man, I'm looking at who Spencer Rattler has um, as a supporting cast. Austin Stogner transferred over to South Carolina with him. Um, Marshawn Lloyd didn't look like the Marshawn Lloyd that I thought he was coming in. That running game is just atrocious this year. He's going to a worse wide receiver core. I mean, when you look at the Spencer Rattler trade to South Carolina, that's another head scratcher for me. Um, I, I think it was maybe Matt Bruning on Twitter, possibly. It was somebody from the from the Debbie, uh, Debbie Debater campus camp that tweeted it out. Um, so if, if it's y'all, um, I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was, but I'm trying to give you credit. Um, <laughs> they tweeted out, uh, Spencer Rattler hasn't improved his decision-making process. Any. <laughs> and I, I could not agree more um, with the landing in South Carolina. I mean, he's staying – and tough competition, but I mean, he, he's going from worse weapons. We already know he has a problem taking care of the ball, protecting the ball. I mean, I don't see any of those problems fixed landing in South Carolina. I, I don't either. I, and I saw somebody else say wrong SC. Um, <laughs> not that, you know, clearly if, uh, if Riley benched him for Williams, uh, did we think that he would end up, you know, in, in, in uh, Southern Cal with, with Riley, but, no, I mean he went to a division that has in a conference that has much better defenses than what he's 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 accustomed to, um, and to a scheme that is much less, uh, you know, quarterback friendly. Let's put it that way. And as you said, a downgrade in every form or fashion and options on offense, offensive line, running back, tight end, wide receiver. I mean, you know, Beamer's trying to rebuild that entire team. It was a weird decision for me when I was looking at it from Spencer Rattler's position because, to me, it looks like a guy who wants to go one year and get in the league, right? That's what he sh- his goal should be. That's not the place, in my, in my opinion, you go to to put up huge numbers, to put yourself back in the position that you were coming into this year as, hey, you could be the top quarterback, right? You, there was plenty of other options. I mean, oh. Where Ole Miss, um, you know, you're not talking, you're not going there. So you start to wonder: Is it Spencer's decision making, or is it also some of these coaches' decision making? If he wants to put up numbers, why doesn't he go to the Pac-12? Why are we why right. are we talking about Bo Nix going to Oregon and maybe not Spencer Rattler going to Oregon? Yep. I mean, I guess in that way, in that way, you know, Spencer did did, did you know come before the change, but you know there was plenty of options over there, obviously, and there's plenty of areas. Uh, of other teams that were looking for quarterbacks um, that you could have put up good numbers still in, um, you, you know, in the power five conferences, there were several of them, um, you know, and uh, he didn't decide to go to any one of them. And he went to South Carolina. Very curious. Like I said, he's going to play some good defenses. He's got to play Georgia. Um, Florida will be improved. I will tell you that he's, you know, they've gave, got, you know, Kentucky always puts on a good defense. Um, I haven't looked at, at, at who their, their West opponents are this year, but uh, um, they're going to play some good some good defenses. So, hey, if he does play well, I will tell you this, and he puts up numbers, then that'll tell you something uh, about the kid. It is, yeah, absolutely. One landing spot that I liked a whole lot um, that I couldn't wait to talk to you about, um, Quinn Ewers to Texas. Um, probably one of, one of my favorite fits um, landing spot-wise that, that we've seen so far. I mean, he goes to a team. You've already got an established running game, B. John Robinson, the best running back in college football right now. Yep. You've got a dynamic receiver, ability to stretch the defense, to get downfield and Xavier Worthy. He's going to utilize Quinn Ewer's deep ball. I mean, his arm magnificently, in my opinion. He's going to a team where, where he, he, he he can rely on the running back game. He doesn't have to, to do it all, so to say, 
And I think that's a really good, really good pairing. I love Quinn Ewers to Texas. Um, it's interesting, you know, what, what happens to Hudson Card. Um, I know he he's choosing to stay. Um, the other quarterback, I'm, he, I'm blanking on him. Um, Casey blanking. Thompson. Casey Thompson has already entered the transfer portal. He's gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, what, what, what happens to Hudson Card? It's a little odd that Hudson Card is choosing to stay um, with Quinn Ewers being there. I mean, I just don't see him ever – I mean, he's going to have to go somewhere if he wants to play. I mean, he's not going to get snaps ahead of Quinn Ewers. So that's a little mind-boggling. But when it comes to the perfect fit, I absolutely love Quinn Ewers for Texas. What do you think about it? No, I, I, it's great. It's a great fit for him. Um, I think it's <clears throat> it's funny to me. Um, to me, as I as I sit back and watch the entire situation, um, I almost wonder if it wasn't what Quinn kind of envisioned in, for the entire time. Because – if you remember, he skipped his senior season uh, to go to Ohio State. At the time, Texas had no NI, you know, NIL deals. Um, Ohio did. He ended up with a million-dollar NIL deal, a truck, um, and he sat on the bench and learned from a really good offensive coordinator uh, with Day, uh, watched some good quarterbacks, you know, C.J. Stroud. Um, and then he decided to bolt back to home to Texas, who now can do NIL deals. And he's got a great spot with with Bijan and and, and Worthy. Um, not saying that was his plan the whole time, but hey, it worked out really well for the kid. He made some good money and uh, comes into a great situation. And yeah, but when when you talk about you know, obviously Thompson's got to find a new spot. Card staying. I don't know. I, I don't know why he probably you know had some talk with Sark um, to stay. He you know, and, and maybe what he does is he sits there and learns with Sark, learns and talks, watches yours and, and then goes to another school and maybe puts up some numbers, maybe a smaller school, right. Yeah. And get into one of those, you know, the, uh, the G five schools and, and, and put up some numbers there. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, yours a Texas perfect fit. The kid's a Texas kid. Like you said, got the running game. You've got dynamic wide receivers. Uh, I will say this. If Sark can't win with this offense, then there's a problem, and they they need to move on sooner than they thought. Yeah, absolutely. And you got to hit on a point that I want to hit on. I think it's, I think this is what we start seeing now, right? You know, going get your nil deal, get your get your get your big money, and then transfer another school in one year. With especially with the way the transfer portal is working now, I mean, you can get paid and still end up at the school you want to end up at. So we're going to start seeing a lot more of this. Um, more than people realize, I think. Oh yeah, I think I think the, I think the the use of the portal um, is going to be bigger than ever, um, and it's going to be almost just as maybe even more important than recruiting. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, these guys um, and 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 how you do it. I mean, recruiting is long-standing stuff, but some of these kids now, you know, they walk in they. You know, they get there and like, okay, wait, I'm not playing. I'm out. You know, we didn't have that that before. And I'm a big fan of these kids getting paid. I'm a supporter. I, you know, I'm a member of the Gator Collective for, for Florida. Um, that's about helping these kids work these NIL deals. I was a big supporter of getting NIL deals for these kids. They they should be paid um, for their, their likenesses. They do do what they're supposed to. Um, but with the portal being there and being able to jump if you want to wherever and going to wherever with no penalty at all, um, yeah, you're going to see a lot of these things. And these coaches are going to start to have to worry about that, both with recruiting and how they manage the roster. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. And, and, and also from a Debbie perspective, hey, man, you start looking at a team that's got some better guys, man, maybe I want to jump over there. Maybe they're missing a piece, and I'm that piece, right? And I jump yeah. in, and now all of a sudden I put up those numbers, and now I've rocketed up the board. So. I think you could see, you know, guys that, that you know, we've, we've seen this before, right? Where some of us see them coming out of high school. We're like, man, these guys are really good. What's going on? They get stuck behind somebody else, but they stay because they almost have to at the point, right? Uh, or you're losing a year or two. Now they're able to transfer and get somewhere else, and maybe they make, make an immediate impact. And now all of a sudden those guys that we thought could do so will do so because they're wherever, you know? Yeah, so it's, it's going to change. It's going to change the game. Mm-hmm. entirely i mean it's going to be definitely interesting to watch um last piece of news uh news that we're going to talk about um that's noteworthy in my opinion um it, it's a two-part question adam so i'm going to break it down for you and i'm going to let you take whichever part you feel like taking first um news broke today that jameer gibbs um is transferring to alabama um he, he's going he's going to, to join that just absolutely crowded backfield you got you got jameer gibbs uh, B, uh, Brian Robinson is leaving. 
Um, but you you just got I mean you got Kamara Wheaton that transferred in there last year. I mean it's just an absolutely loaded backfield. Alabama's backfield always is, and they produce NFL talent. So can't argue with the decision Jameer Gibbs is making. Um, Kayshawn Boutte um, is expected to enter the transfer portal, and a, a big name that keeps circulating is does he join Alabama as well? Um, so is is this a case of obviously you know big teams, big schools? You're, you're never you're never out of ammo, right? You're always just reloading. And I think that's a case of what uh, what Nick Saban is doing right now. He's just reloading to make another title push um, next year. So, I mean, is this just a case of the rich get richer? Do you think this is a good move for for, for Gibbs and potentially Boutte? Um, do, do you like the move? Do you think that would be a better fit elsewhere? Just kind of where are you at with those two names? I think, first of all, let me, let me jump on uh, – before I get to those two guys, let me just jump overall. It was funny. I think it was maybe last year – it could I, I could be wrong on the date, but somebody talked about the transfer portal and all and and all of these deals and how it was going to affect football. And Nick Saban said at some point it's going to help us, and people don't understand that. And he said, "I don't like it. I think it's bad for football, but we're it's going to help us." And what he meant by that is what we are seeing right now. Jameer Gibbs, who is one of the best running backs in college football, said, I'm leaving Georgia Tech. Where am I going to go? Because, again, like we talked about, give me one year to finish up my production and get the draft capital I, draft capital I need. And that's exactly what he did. And he's going to start there. Even with Wheaton, even with McClellan, even with um, – uh, was it Davis? It, I, it, names forget – always jumping off my head. Trace um, Trey Sanders. That's he's, he's dead. Thank Don't you. worry about him. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> just that, like you said, loaded back. It doesn't matter. Jamar Gibbs is one because he and Bijan are one A and one B to me, period. So, and now he's going to have the Alabama helmet on his name and he's going to put up dominant numbers. Boutte goes there. I mean, look, last year I sat there and said, why in the world did Jamison Williams go to Alabama when you got JoJo? A.G. Hall, you got Ja'Cory Brooks. Like, what's he thinking? Well, what was he thinking is I'm going there and I'm going to play and I'm going to put up the numbers he is, and now what are we looking at? A guy who couldn't see the field at Ohio State, and rightfully so when you look at those wide receivers, okay? But you you start – the rich do get richer. It's easy. Come in and play one year um, with the Heisman Trophy winner, and I'm going to – go up there not that Boutte needed that because everybody you know I mean most people know the guy's the best wide receiver but that helps with NFL draft and his stock and his and I'll tell you what I'll tell you what too that Alabama that a on that helmet means something it does team teams as much as we don't want to admit it teams look at who you're playing for they look at what helmet you're wearing and that Alabama helmet in the NFL means a whole heck of a lot and, and it does, and it, it does frustrate me um, as somebody who looks outside of these top guys, right? Like there are players who are awesome, and they just get ignored because people look at what is on the helmet. Okay, and I, and 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 I root for a school that's has that that logo, right? I mean, you know, you know, maybe down right this second. But it was there. Um, you know, when you go to Florida, you're getting, you know, that, that, that name and that helmet means something, uh, depending on the position, obviously. Um, but, you know, that A means a whole heck of a lot, and, and, and Saban sells that to everybody. And it does prove so when you watch the draft. And even guys that don't make it, it they still got the capital, and they still got paid. And that's what these kids worry about. So I would, too, if I was them, every day of the week. Yeah, I mean, it's you can't you can't fault them. You can't argue with it. I mean, it's it's a good decision for them. I think it's going to be great for their draft stock, great for the production. Boutte is going to if he goes to Alabama, he's going to blow up there. He's going to be the best wide receiver again in the in college football. Jameer Gibbs. Oh yeah, (laughs) Jameer Gibbs is easily the best running back. He's walking in day one as the best running back on that roster, attached to, to attached to the Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, this is. Great fit for both of them. I mean, rich get richer in Alabama, and they're gonna they're gonna push for titles like they do every single year. And an offensive line that was young this year, outside of Neil, that's going to get better. Yep. Gibbs and Butte only get better, and that's insane. And you, when you get th- you throw Bryce Young as the quarterback with 
Gibbs is a running back and Boutte is a wide receiver. That's, I mean, that's like when you jump on Madden and you cheat and put like create a gut team, right? <laughs> I mean, like you created the dream team right there. And uh, no, yeah, they're going to push. The, if those guys are on there, I'm not entirely sure who it, it, it can can beat them. Well, I'll tell you what, Adam, um, we talked a lot about helmets matter. Um, let's talk about some guys that, um, especially in these outside the top 100 guys that maybe aren't exactly wearing a helmet that a lot of people paying attention to, but are definitely guys that you need to have on your rider, on your radar, um, outside the top 100 guys. I've got two. You've got one because you've got some, you've got two incoming freshmen that are going to break down. So yep. I'm going to go ahead and start us off. All um, right. I'm going to start us off with Tavion Thomas, um, running back from Utah. I mean, he's, he's paired. I mean, just absolutely exploded this season. Is paired with, with a really good quarterback who's going to be coming back to college this year. I mean, he he had a monster season this year. 6'2", 220 pounds, went off for 1,041 yards, 20 total touchdowns. So, had a huge production, 5.6 yards per carry. I mean, just absolutely exploded onto the scene this year. And when you look at what Tavion Thomas does well, I mean, he, he's got a lot of things that I really like about him. I mean, when you watch him on film, he's, he's a decisive runner, right? He makes he makes his cut and goes. He doesn't do a lot of dancing around in the back backfield. He's a true one-cut north-south runner. And I don't know about you, but I like that in my running backs. I don't want you to be dancing around behind the line of scrimmage because that never really goes all that well unless your name is Saquon Barkley for Penn State. Um, shots fired. Um, <laughs> he sticks his foot in the ground, doesn't really lose his speed in his cuts. He keeps his top speed really nice. He's got great lateral agility. He's a good decision maker, too. You don't really find him running into the back of his offensive lineman well all that often. He follows his blocks well, makes the right decision about which hole to hit. And when he hits it, he hits it hard. He's a very hard-nosed runner. Um, very rarely when I was watching his game film this season did I notice many negative runs. It seems like he's always falling forward. He's fighting for that extra yard. Um, which I really like and my running back to be able to do. He's got that good long speed. Um, Adam, there, there's not many um, – there's there, 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 there's a good amount of running backs, I mean to say, in, in this upcoming year's draft class and in the draft class next year. But I, I think Tavion Thomas is one that um, is also going to really shock some people. He's going to surprise some heads. Um, I, I had him in a few C2C leagues this year, and – Man, was I excited about it. I mean, this kid was just dynamite in a bottle. I loved watching him run the football. Um, what are your thoughts on Tavian Thomas? Well, you know, so looking, you know, Debbie Wise for next year, right? That That's the class, right? And that's the class we've all looked at when you look at Bijan, you looked at Gibbs, and you looked at Tank. I mean, and then, I mean, I mean, we can go down the list. I mean, this has been it. But Tavian Thomas has a guy, you're absolutely right, that. Flew up for me. Um, first thing, big back. Love, love the size. Okay, I'm, all, I'm always a guy who likes that size. But he has, and 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 we're going to talk about a lot of guys tonight when we talk about them that they play multiple sports. They're track guys, and they play another sport. Tavion Thomas is a guy that that in high school played track or ran track. I'm sorry, played basketball. He anchored the four their four uh, one hundred relay, uh, and 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 is just fast on top of being sizable. He was a three star that came out. Um, eight, he was eighteenth ranked at the time. He went to Cincinnati. Um, not much run completely there. Went to JUCO. Averaged almost seven yards a carry, six point nine yards a carry when he was there. But then he comes into Utah with. TJ Pledger and Chris Curry transferring in because Ty Jordan's obviously untimely, you know, death. And everybody is talking about Pledger and Curry. No one's talking about Thomas because nobody's really looking at the kid. And the guy just stole the show and the backfield. You talk about his touchdowns. He owns the single season rushing record for Utah. And Utah has had some. Zach Moss is in the NFL. They've had, had some good running backs. backs. Right. Okay. <laughs> so clearly he's doing something right. Um, love his footwork. Love his vision. Um, like you said, I, ha- I had my notes and you said it. He hits the hole and he's gone. Okay. He sees it and he's just gone. And and part of that, I think, is you know part of his track background went in running and speed. He sees it. He's gone. And he's a big dude who can do that. Um Definitely made a name for himself. You know, if I'm looking, you know, next year in Debbie Mox, I think he's going to be going 
you know, the mid rounds now where he was not even talked about last year because no one knew who he was. Right. And now all of a sudden he's put himself out on there. Definitely a guy I'd be looking at even in this really, really, really good running back class. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, pe- people say, I've, I've been adamant about this in, in this year's class, especially get your wide receivers in this year's class. And, and next year, man, go. I would almost use every one of my picks next year on running backs. I mean, there are that many good running backs. Absolutely. In next year's class. No, you, you, no, no, you hit, you hit it right in the head. And like I said, you see, and it, we talked about, then you find a guy like Tamon Thomas. That's outside. I mean, it's just insane. This class is going to be awesome. Um, and this is a guy that can, that can get there. And you're starting to see in the NFL the degradation of some of these backs that are falling off. Um, I hate to say it, but Saquon's falling off. I don't know what the Giants do with him. I mean, and, and you're starting to see, you know, Zeke has got his issues. But now Pollard can step in there. But there's a lot of guys. There's going to be some opening spots where before there weren't. People say, well, how do we fit all these backs in? They're starting to figure it out. And they're starting to figure, you know, figure out how to put in there. I mean, look at the Packers. You can have Aaron Jones and AJ Dill and AJ Dillon. You you can have two guys in one league that have each guy, and both are willing to start them each week, and both will put up enough numbers to score you points. And I think you hit a good point right there that I kind of want to I want to expand on just a little bit. It, it used to be a negative stereotype to say that a guy is a committee a, a committee back, and yes, he's joining a committee. We're, we're seeing in today's NFL, especially, where very rarely do you have a guy that sees every single touch, every single game. I mean, all the NFL teams now are running a committee backfield, and you can be fantasy relevant still being part of a committee. And A.J. Dillon's proven that. Absolutely. I mean, like, and, and I almost say Aaron Jones proven that with A.J. Dillon um, in the last couple weeks, you know, because Aaron was, Aaron was injured, you know, as a Packer fan. But yeah, I mean, the, absolutely. I mean, think about the guy. Um, when you look at it, um, who is is the guy that you say, I, this is the one guy that's going to run? I mean, you got Jonathan Taylor, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, look at Derrick Henry. He goes out. Look at what Dante Foreman's done. I mean, you know, it, it, it depends on, on the situation. And, and you can have multiple guys at multiple places um, who, who are doing it. And, and the NFL, I think, is learning. College does it, right? I mean, they they, they, yeah. they they do it. And I think the NFL is evolving, finally. Um, they're running more RPOs. They're bringing in the spread. They're bringing in, let's use these backs. Let's use them out of the backfield. Let's throw more balls to them. That's the other thing. You know, you get a Jamar Gibbs with even another talented running back. You got a Pollard-Zeke situation. I own Pollard and Zeke in many leagues together and play them both at the same time and put up massive points because yeah. – One's doing one thing and the other's doing the other. And it works when, especially, you know, PPR leagues. If you live in old school land where you don't have that, then <laughs> you may have a difference. But yeah, then you're playing the wrong type of fantasy football. Yeah, you are. Absolutely. <laughs> so, well, why don't you go ahead and dive in on your one guy for tonight that you want to talk about outside the top 100? Because I'm excited to talk about him. All right. So right now, outside of the top 100 that we got, uh, that's currently in college is is my guy Elijah Higgins, um, who I have been on um, since he's he he was a freshman. Um, I he was a recruit. Uh, he's my my wide receiver one in, in 2019. Um, I know that, uh, and I'll, I'll I'll give a shout out to to, to uh, Fusu on that one. He and I were both on it, um, looking at it. Uh, we were talking about him while we were talking about Chase too. Um, and you know, four star guy, a lot of offers. 6'3", 220 pounds, who runs a 4'4", 240. Um, great speed for his size. Route running is elite. Physical wide receiver. True X wide receiver. Um, beats his guys off the line. Um, I expected to get him to get finally get some burn there in Stanford last year. Shortened COVID year. Pac-12 was all weird. Um, this year finally gets... You know, 64, he's got 64 targets, 42 receptions, uh, 491 yards, four TDs. And uh, of that, tw- he's got the 22% of the wide receiving yards, 29% of the TDs. The other leading wide receiver is a tight end who only has 287 yards. And that's because they have horrible quarterback play and have had horrible quarterback play since Elijah has been there. 
He's a phenomenal athlete, a guy that can dominate. He can get you with his speed, with his size, with his catch, route running, just elite guy. What I worry about with Eliza is, you know, kind of what we talked about before, helmet matters, hasn't put up the production, the numbers, and all these things that you look for. I'm hoping we get a little bit more again because he's coming back. Um, But, you know, this was my wide receiver one back in 2019, and this kid can play, and he has long been forgotten, but put up numbers, I think, enough this year and will again next year that people will take notice. What I really like about Elijah Higgins is starting off his size, you know, big 6'3", over 200 pounds. We're, we're, we're coming into a time, especially in college football now, um, you look at just this incoming draft class or income, incoming freshman class, and there's a few big guys in there, but a lot of the college football is evolving into the, the shorter, speedy guys. You know, a lot of those guys that can stretch the field, do end rounds, kind of those pop hitch type passes. We, we're, we're very rarely seeing just these alpha X type receivers. And Elijah Higgins is that. Yes, he hadn't had the production. You've hit on the horrible QB play. I think that he does better this year. Um, Elijah Higgins is a guy that I'm excited about just because of the role that I think he's going to bring to an NFL team. Absolutely. Like you said, there, there are so many teams looking for a true X, right? That guy, um, it, because they don't have him, uh, and, and they haven't been, been coming through. And I think he, he provides that, um, uh, especially like we talked about with his traits and abilities already. Um, and, and I'm, I'm like, I'm just looking forward to, to what he can bring. And I think teams are going to see that and uh, we'll, we'll see him at the you know, senior bowl, I'm sure. And then, uh, you know, get the combine and, and, and glad uh, I'll be glad to see what he does, but I think he'll put up enough, enough numbers next year that people all of a sudden will be getting excited again and say, where did this come from? It was always there. It just took a while. And Stanford does that, you know, with a lot of their guys that they're very methodical with every position you know, David Shaw has always been that way, kind of like Dan Mullen used to be in Florida, methodical about who goes where. You know, so that was, I think, one of the reasons why he didn't start as a freshman. Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on, last guy we're going to talk about outside the top 100 guy that I'm super excited about is um, Daniel Engada, running back for Arizona State. Um, I'm excited about him um, for for his, what his skill set is, what he brings to the football field. Um, for one, we're going to talk about that a little bit right now. Um, he's a super athletic kid. I mean, he's got legit track speed. You talk about guys that kind of have that track background, that dual sport background. Daniel kind of had that coming in. Um, super fast kid. He's got definitely the speed to house long runs. He's util- can be utilized as a pass catcher. He's a decent pass catcher out of the field. Runs with good power. Has really good strength to his game. So he, he brings a lot to the table that you like as a running back. What I really like about Daniel Angada and the reason that I have him outside the top 100 and a guy that you need to have on your radar more than anybody that I'm probably talking about tonight is because of the situation, Adam, that he is stepping into. You look at that team. Rashad White is going to the NFL this year. Yes, he is. DeMonte Trainum has hit the transfer portal. So Daniel and has went from being one in uh, one, one guy in a backfield of three guys that can run the football to being the guy at Arizona, Arizona state's backfield. Um, Jaden Daniels is, is returning. Um, so, so he's going to be tied to a, to a quarterback that um, defenses aren't going to stack the box on because, um, you know, Jane Daniels, he's not the perfect prospect. He, he's not a just great quarterback, but he's going to keep the defense honest enough for, for Daniel and Gata to, to do work on the ground. He's stepping into a situation where I think he can absolutely excel and explode in value. I mean, this is probably a guy that we're talking about that's outside the top 100 right now. They could be probably within top 75, maybe even closer to that top 50 guy by the time the season's over with if he just does what he's supposed to. The, the, it's funny. It's the old, uh, from, from, uh, from the Podfather, the Alfred Morris corollary, um, with, with, uh, you know, with, with Jane Daniels there. Um, absolutely. You know, when you have that type of quarterback, it opens up the lanes. But you're right with with with, with Nagata, and you know what I, I would I would say you know I think you even downplayed his passing ability. This is a guy you can place in the slot. Um, this is a guy you can you can run you can put anywhere on the field. You just want him to have the ball in his hands. Period. Um, and and just and when you're looking at a back, 
I want to you you need a guy who can catch, right? I mean, especially in t- in today's college ball and NFL, you've got to have a guy who can catch. This guy's a phenomenal pass catcher. Then beyond that, he's a phenomenal athlete. And then, you know, other than, you know, being I guess on the short side at 59, but 59 what 200 um I, I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. He's not a scrawny okay? kid. <laughs> no. He's yeah, he's not a scrawny kid. He's built well. And, 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 and when he got, when he got in there, um, did what he needed to do the guy, good vision. Um, and, and like we talked about, you know, earlier when we, when we were talking about Thomas, when he sees the hole, he hits it and he's gone. And again, I think that's what we've talked about before. And what I try to drive home to people, watch for guys that play multiple sports in high school and aren't focused solely on, you know, football or, and then going to seven on watch these track guys, watch these guys that have a basketball background or play baseball. You know, when you're looking at a quarterback oftentimes, but it's a much more well-rounded skill set. And he is phenomenal when you add all these things in, but he can catch, he can run, he's got good vision and he's fast as all get out. What else do you need out of a running back? And like you said, the deck's cleared now. He's, He's, he's RB one situation where he's the guy, right? In a conference that we just talked about earlier, we talked about Bo Nix that has terrible defenses outside of a couple. So, you know, I don't it's, care it where is, you it play. Is, it is the perfect recipe for success for Daniel and and that's that's why. I mean, any of the guys that I'm talking about, he definitely needs to be on your roster because I mean, I like my guys, I like my Debbie assets to accrue value over time, and that's what I think Daniel and is going to do better than anybody we're talking about tonight. You know, and and, and and we talk about that. I love accruing value. And we, uh, you know, we we talked. You know, we've we've talked uh, through messages. Like for instance, when we were talking about Jamar Chase, and and look, you'll never find a bigger Jamar Chase fan than me. Um, I said he was a wide receiver one when he was coming out of his junior year. Um, but you put in chat about what you got back in return for him after his huge performance earlier this year, and I can't. It was insane what you got for him, and I and, and I love Chase, and, I, and I'm not looking to deal him in any one I have unless I have something what you got offered, which was just crazy. So I, we I want saw, these I saw guys to improve. I saw a trade recently go through where somebody gave Jamar Chase and got AJ Brown and Christian McCaffrey. Look, I love I, I love I, Jamar I Chase. Love, I, I love Jamar Chase. He's a great <laughs> player. But look, if I can get that, like, bye, you're gone. Right. I mean, it, but it, exactly. And it, and I tell people right now because you know, it's funny is you sold him high, and now all of a sudden people are starting to think he's terrible again. And that's all I see on Twitter is he's dropping balls and doing whatever. You can now get him at a discount. Yeah. Uh, so it's all it's all a value game. You got to play the value game. You have to, and that's what, what you know. What we preach to people: look, we give everybody our evaluations, but always remember, you still have to watch value. And we don't, you know, we don't. Is you know, the Podfather? You say when I listen to him, you, we, I don't hate a player; I hate his ADP, and I agree with that. Watch where the, these people are drafted, but use it. But this is why we talk about guys outside the top one hundred, right? Because if you have them on your roster and they shoot up and maybe they aren't as good as, as some of these other ones in the top five, right? But they shot up, everyone's going to love it because everyone loves a shooting star and then you can take that person and deal them for a nice package if you need you, to. You know, you know what's more fun than drafting a guy in the first round that actually does what he's supposed to? Drafting a guy in the fourth round that you can then flip for a first round pick. I love that so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Love that. Love that. Absolutely. My favorite is my favorite thing. Yeah. So we're going to dive into some incoming freshman breakdown. Adam, I'm going to let you go first on one of your guys, but I'm going to ask you not to talk about Mr. Big Body until last. I'm going to ask you to talk about your other guy. We're going to save the good one for last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We will. Um, so, and now we're, we're going to talk about a guy who, in my opinion, is not outside the top 100, um, especially now that he went to Bama. Um, but, we, we, we were asked about it uh, by, by some people who, who listened to the pod, um, and they wanted to get my opinion on Isaiah Bond. So um, I am going to talk about him. So a little bit outside of, 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 our, of what we typically talk about, because overall uh, he was 86 a couple weeks ago, and he, after the Bama bump, is higher. Um, he's not listed as, as a wide receiver. He's listed as an athlete and, and number two there. Um, but – 
Isaiah Bond is a guy that is a phenomenal talent. Um, and he was a two-way player in high school, wide receiver and cornerback. Um, another guy, like I talk about, that I love, who plays multiple sports, track and football. About He's listed at 5'11". I think he's more 5'10", um, 175 pounds. Um, but the thing that pops out immediately when you see this kid is the blazing speed. I mean, just pops off the tape. And when you run track and you run a 10 4 8 100 meter, that should show up, right? Or And he also runs a 21.19 200 meter. I mean, that – and I've seen and, and heard that he's gotten faster than those numbers. And, and we may see that um, now when we get into the spring because that will be track season. Um, not only does he have the top end speed, but he gets there so quick. Um, and he is quick and he is fast. He played at Buford, Georgia, uh, which is a very good school that plays very good competition. Um, a guy that you just want to get the ball in his hands and just let him go. Uh, he, he can take the top off the defense. He can play a slot role. You could put him in the backfield. He just a guy that you can play everywhere. Changes directions with ease. Um, and for being his, his size, I will tell you when you watch his film, he has never shot away from contact. He plays physical, both when he was a corner, both when he was a wide receiver kick returner as well, which I, again, I love, I play all over the field. I play track. I do all these. Those are the guys that you want. Um, now he's going to Bama. I don't expect him, especially now we're talking about getting Kayshawn Boutte. We got Jojo. We got Jacory. We got Hall. I don't expect Bond to immediately play wide receiver year one. Um, I am interested to see if maybe he is the kick returner because that I could see Nick Saban, you know, doing um, with these other guys. Um, But he is in the role of of JoJo. So we'll see how that all plays out. Um, But he is faster than him. And in my opinion, better than him. Um, And and, and I love to see him, um, you know, what he does, but definitely love bond. He's going to be great. Um, he, I don't know how you can say he's underrated anymore now that he's gone to Bama and got those bumps. Um, and people are talking about him, but he was before, especially a couple weeks ago when people asked us about him. Uh, but that, you know, that, that's my take on Isaiah. Super fast kid. And I think that's what really jumps off the screen when you watch him. He's very like Xavier worthy esque, you know, whenever he, when he was coming out last year, they do a lot of the same things. Well, I mean, getting into open space quick, I mean, just lightning in a bottle type of player. I love that about Isaiah Spawn. Um, one thing you didn't really hit on that I think it's important. I mean, he's a speed guy, yes. But when you watch him play, I mean, he doesn't run lazy routes. I mean, he no. runs really solid routes. For and sure. I think I think sometimes we look at, you know, saying that a guy is a speed guy. And that kind of has this negative connotation that he's just – he runs downfield, runs streaks, and he doesn't really do anything else. But that's not what Isaiah Bond does. I mean, he's he's got a pretty complex route tree um, for, for a kid hit this young. Um, this kid is – um, he's Tavon Austin an esque where he's quick and can be used as, you know, on end of rounds as a gadget type player, but he runs really solid routes and is gonna be a guy that I think Nick Saban's gonna be able to utilize really, really well. Yeah, no, that's and and that's it, it, I, I guess I didn't say it, but yeah, I agree with you. Uh that's what I was saying when I said you look, you put him slot, run him deep, put him in the backfield. This kid can do everything. Um so yeah, you know, you're right. I mean, great, I mean, for his what he does, great route runner already, um, will only get better. Um, and and to be that fast with that good of route running, you're going to be dangerous. good. It's a dangerous yeah, it's dangerous. Um, you get the ball. And Tavon Austin's a good, a good, 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 good way to say it. Um, and God, I wish Tavon Austin would have been <laughs> used better in the NFL. Yeah. I think in today's NFL, he might have been used better if he would have come right into it. Um, but no, I definitely see Bond as a guy. You absolutely want him if you got him in, uh, you know, in in college. He's going to put up some numbers, and, and I definitely see him in the NFL putting up some good numbers. Yeah, for sure. The guy I'm going to talk about, and you kind of talked about not being outside the top 100, and this guy is for sure not outside the top 100. But as we're breaking down incoming freshmen, I mean, we're going to have to hit, hit these guys eventually. Um, so I want to talk about Gavin Salchuk, um, the the yes. running back commit commit now, um, to. Oklahoma, one of the few Oklahoma players that actually chose to stay with Oklahoma. <laughs> um, I know, I know, it was a little, it was a little sketchy at first. We weren't sure if he was going to stay or not, but he did finally end up signing that letter of intent to Oklahoma. So that's where he will be playing. Um, he's got really quick feet. 
he's got a wicked jump cut. I mean, the way he just like maneuvers around defenders, um, kind of gets them out of their shoes, jumps around them. I mean, really, really nice jump cut. He's used as a receiver out of the backfield and not just one of those like hook and ladder type receivers. I mean, he's getting downfield, catching passes, tracking the ball over his shoulder. So really good receiver. You like to see that. He hits his top speed super fast. Um, great vision. I've already talked about his just how elusive he is in open space. Makes defenders miss really, really well. Um, he's going to a team, as I said, where everyone transferred. Um, and I think that's big. Um, you look at Gavin Sawchuk and you look at what that team has. I mean, he's still going to be tied to a great wide receiver uh, or a great quarterback in Caleb Williams. Um, so the mm-hmm. team isn't going to be horrible by any stretch of the imagination. you still got Marvin Mims and our guy, Barrio Williams, who we talked about a couple weeks ago, who I hope you guys got because he is now going to be the major benefactor on a team that doesn't have any other weapons. Um, so that, that that's a that's your plug to go get Mario Williams if you don't have him yet and he's still cheap. Um, but he's going to a team where the ball is still going to be spread out. They're still going to push the ball downfield with Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams provides his own rushing upside in his own right. So Gavin Sawchuk is coming to a team where he doesn't have to be the guy, but he can be if he's relied upon. And he's going to a team where, honestly, I mean, Eric Gray didn't show much this year. And I know Eric Gray is a better football player. Then we saw him on the field this season, so that was a little odd for me. I thought he was going to do more. Um, but I think Gavin Sawchuk is going to go to a team where he eventually becomes um, the number one guy, and that's going to happen sooner rather than later. Um, so I, I'm loving Gavin Sawchuk. He's my running back three, I believe, right now. We're running back four. Um, so he's easily inside the top five. And, I mean, this guy is just going to light the college football world on fire. You know, no, it's funny, you know, we, we, because we were supposed to tape this a couple weeks ago and, and you had brought him up and, and I started watching more and more of him. But then with the change in, in coaching staff and now having Jeff Levy, he even shot up even higher for me. All right. Look at what Jeff Levy did with Jerry on Ely, Snoop Connor, that running game at Ole Miss, right? So, before, but even before that, I I, I had shot him up a, a little bit because I did a little bit more deep dive into him. And no, love the kid. 5'11, 185, super fast, 10.62, 100 meter. Another guy we talked about who does other things. He runs track on top of playing run, you know, football. Love these track guys that play wide receiver and running back. On top of being fast and having top end speed, he is quick. He's explosive. Great vision, ability to take it to the house. Footwork could be a little bit better. And I think the pass catching, he just hasn't had enough of. I actually looked at when I was watching. He's only had a few innings. I, mean, I think it's just design of where he was at school. Um, the one question when I initially had him before I started kind of the deep diving into him was the competition that he's playing in Colorado, right? Um, and I'm looking at, okay, you know, but you know what? I said the same thing. People had a lot of the same things about Devin Neal. He's playing Kansas. Devin Neal is one of those guys that, you know, I said, what are you looking at? Look at the, just the guy. But that was kind of something, a knock I did. But then I started watching him. And, but you can't overstate the numbers that he put up even against them. 1,750 yards, 25 touchdowns of 7.4 yards average of a carry. So even with the competition he was playing, he's blowing teams away. He played in the same school that McCaffrey played at, uh, put up similar numbers, okay, there are three running backs in the NFL right now that are out of Colorado. So apparently the, they do have better competition than we think of. Um, but when you, you were talking about his abilities, great cutting, just phenomenal cutting ability, run smooth, great vision. And like we said, explosive could take it to the house. The, the only, the only things I, that I worry that I had concerns about again, footwork could be a little better. Pass catching, I'd like to see a little more of, and pass pro. Um, but going to a great situation like you just talked about, and with Jeff Lebby now too, I think just even better. So no, he's he's rocketed up my my board um, as far as you know Debbie prospects coming in. Yeah, um, I think, definitely I think won't be outside the top yeah, hundred. <laughs> no, for sure. I think it's too like the biggest thing to remember is, um, and, I, and somebody told me this um, a while ago, and I've, it's kind of stuck with me and. There's a difference between not a pass catching back and not utilized as a pass catching back. Absolutely. Huge, huge difference in those two things. And I think Gavin Sawchuk is the not utilized much type of pass catching back. And, and, and I've seen that a lot, you know, and you see that a lot. It's, 
Down here in Florida, I will tell you, you see bat. There are two things you see a lot of when you watch high school football here in Florida live. Okay, is backs not used as as pass catchers because of who the quarterback is, and the quarterback being the most talented person on the team who isn't really a quarterback, but he's just a damn athlete. All right, um, I watched it uh, last weekend when when Jesuit played Pine Forest and the quarterback for Pine Forest. He is Damian Pierce throwing a football as I as I as I tweeted out. <laughs> this guy, I will tell you right now, is a phenomenal running back, and he's 2023, huge like a linebacker running. Um, and, and he could you could, but forced to play running back or quarterback because they had a quarterback who died you know, in a car accident. But um Jesuit was a team, and I followed them there in Tampa. I watched them every week, know some of the guys there and stuff. Phenomenal athletes. I have never seen a guy run run on them like he did, and he ran up and down the field. A great guy, but that's when you're watching these guys. Like you said, like not used. That happens when you don't have that system and and and, and things that you need to watch when you're evaluating talent. Yeah, for sure. Well, Adam, we I think we've held on long enough. Let's go ahead and get to the last guy that I know you're stoked to talk about. All right, so so. I hate, I hate where he went to school as a Gator fan. But um, oh, as a Gator I, fan, okay, I started saying I love, I love the landing spot. <laughs> I love but he, well, now, and now he's got. Well, hey man, now he's got my other boy, and we'll talk about him uh, probably next week. And CJ Smith, who was committed to Florida, who I love, and was sad to see leave the Florida class, but I get it. Um, but. Georgia got another stud, um, and as they always do, and uh, in Morissette, um, he was ranked 34th wide receiver and composite, completely underrated. Uh, no idea where we come up with the 34th wide receiver in the nation with him. 6'1", 200 pounds, um, played in Maryland in, 20, in, in 2019. When, when he did, with an inferior team and played against IMG, looked f- great. Um, did so again when they played Miami Central, who is phenomenal talent. For those who you know don't live in Florida, most people know who IMG is because they you know they they, they do national. But Miami Central also very good team. Played against good comp. He moved to Georgia in 2020 um, and went to Snellville. Um, played opposite of another guy who I am very high on in Mbake, um, and we'll talk about him at another show. Trust me. Um, and he still put up numbers while he was there. He played almost every wide posi- wide receiver position inside and out. Big wide receiver, big wide receiver, like we talked about earlier, alluded to, who's phenomenal after the catch. A guy, again, you want to get the ball in his hands, but unlike Bond, who's shorter and faster, this guy is big and just run he, like AJ Brownish, right? Creates he creates separation off the line. Great route runner. Hands are good. Um, I haven't been able to find any verified speed numbers on him, but you see his explosion on film, and he's just fast, okay? Good body control, great physicality that you want in the red zone. Um, Like I said, I hate that he's going to Georgia, um, but he's going to be up there, and he's going to be with a guy um, that I love at, at, at quarterback, and again, hate that he's a Georgia Bulldog, and I will continue to put my hate out to my rivals, but in Gunnar Stockton, um, and and that's a plus for me that he's going to be with that guy. Okay, and I love Munkin as an offensive coordinator. And I thought he, I thought he should be an NFL coach, to be quite honest. When he was the offensive coordinator at Florida, at uh, Tampa, guy knows what he's doing. Um, they love to throw the balls deep. Um, I think he can impact them early in that wide receiver room that they currently have uh, and just how good he is. Um, he, like I said, they did bring in my guy, C.J. Smith, and, and, I, and we'll talk about him later. But um, I think Morissette is a guy completely under the radar, and I have no idea why with his size, speed, physicality, and uh, route running and ability to just get open. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and just for the record, um, I'm not really sure who IMG Academy is. Um the only time I ever remember watching them was when I was watching them play my team, Bishop Sycamore. Um, that's the only game I remember ever seeing IMG Academy. <laughs> um, but when you look at Denylon Morissette, um, you're absolutely right. Ha- nail 
hit the nail on the head. I mean, everything that you said about Danon Morrison, Morissette is is correct. I mean, you look at him severely, severely underrated. I mean, there are guys that are rated in the top 10 of wide receivers in this draft class who I would argue that Denali Morissette is better than. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I just – I don't understand the rating of this kid. I mean, super fast. Um, you, you saw that. He's got a really good top gear. He's physical and hard to bring down. I mean, he fights through tackles. I mean, there were several plays. I mean, I'm not just one, but, I mean, several were – Guys are, I mean, he's being tackled by five or six guys and he's carrying them to the end zone. I mean, physical, physical kid. I mean, extends well to the ball. It's got this really huge catch radius. I mean, can go up oh, and yeah. pluck, pluck the ball down from the air. I mean, there's nothing not to like about Denali Morissette. I don't, I don't really see what the 247 guys are looking at when they look at him to rate him that low. Um, but if he's going to be that low in upcoming drafts, I can tell you one thing. I'm going to have a lot of Denali Morissette on my teams. I, you know, it's funny because I, I literally, you know me, I try to find some negatives so that we can talk about them. So say, hey, look, they, 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 these guys need to improve here or there. I And like you said, I, I couldn't find some like straight negative about him where I was like, you know, he really needs to improve here or there. And you're right. He's better than the top. He is, he is in absolutely in my top 10. All right. Um, that is not even close. But 34 is in insanity, and that's composite. And I, I, I don't remember what 247 had because I start I started to get away from composite recently with ESPN arrivals is getting so bad. Um, on three is starting to get better, um, and, and hopefully they'll add that in. But I, you know, so you really have to focus on 247 and on three. But I don't I don't know where 34 comes in 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 as far as the wide receivers in this in this country. The only negative the only negative that I can see on this kid is he's a bully because he beats up defensive backs. I mean, if you want to call that a negative, I mean, I guess that's the only negative you can talk about this kid is he bullies people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and and like I said, you know, he is going to be paired with a good quarterback soon. Um you know, obviously coming in, I, I don't know what JT. I'm assuming, I guess JT Daniels comes back. God knows whatever happened there. Um, you know, I've never been high on Vandergriff. I think Stockton could beat him out. To be quite honest, oh, for sure. Beck, we'll see. We'll see uh, what he can do. I, I, you know, I know some guys who are, are high on Beck, um, but I'm curious how he couldn't beat out Stetson Bennett, or maybe that's just a Kirby thing. Um, but Stockton is the real deal. He's going to be in the top quarterbacks for me in this class. He is very, very, very good. So he's going to be paired with some good, with a good quarterback. Um, it, it's just going to be, you know, whether or not, you know, Kirby can un, you know, let, Unleash let the, the offense monster. go, right? Unleash I mean, the monster. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, what, what, what were we watching when they played Georgia, you know, um, yeah. I mean, Georgia, when, when Georgia played Alabama, I yeah. mean, it just, you know, it, it to let that happen is, it, hey, I, I'm happy because I'll continue to, to keep saying you haven't won a championship since 1980. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, I mean, come on, you know. But that's a Florida fan, though. Yeah, it's a Florida fan of me. But, but I, you know what? But I root for these guys. I mean, look, I love Arian Smith, who's on that team. I think I, I don't know what happened there. That kid, blazing, should have have, have done better. Um, you know, we talked Brock Bowers earlier. I'm big fan of Brock Bowers. That guy just, you know everywhere when you watch that Alabama game and everybody said he's the only guy that you need to stop right at that point why is that because they have other talented wide receivers on that team and I don't know what's going on um so I'm I'm just the old I guess that would be my knock on it is what are they going to do if they use him properly then this kid is gonna skyrocket and you're gonna sky's, have, sky's the limit sky's, sure. sky's the limit like you said and 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 you're just gonna get a value um if they don't hey I guess, you know another wasted another wasted guy going to georgia <laughs> i'm gonna take well, my shots where i can on that note that brings us to the end of the show sheet um guys it's good to be back with you i know it's been a long hiatus um hopefully after the holidays we can get this back going to a regular thing they uh Flu leaves us alone so we can start getting on and podcasting and with with our voices without losing them. Hopefully, Adam doesn't have to take anybody else to court so we can do this <laughs> regularly. Um, but I'm going to try. I got, I got, and I got two, and I got two guys I'm already, we're already going to talk about that are way outside the top 100 that are going to Wake and Toledo that are out of Tampa. 
that are phenomenal. I already started tweeting out some some videos of them on, on Twitter. You guys start looking at them because we're going to talk about them because they're good and and man, you should you should start owning them because uh, they're not going to be talked about at all uh, because that's just where the sites are. You guys heard that teaser, so you're going to have to be back to join us to find out who those two guys are. Um, in the meantime, Adam, why don't you tell the people where they can find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at ADM Lewis. Um, that's where all my my stuff is, uh, and that's where you can find all my breakdowns and, and anything else that you need from me. Um, don't have a Patreon or anything else like right now, so all my stuff is either through Patreon or listening to me on, on this wonderful podcast. And make sure you follow him on Twitter. There's been one of the most underrated guys in the community. I mean, seriously knows his stuff, so follow him. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter at Debbie Matt. Um, hear me on this podcast as well as my um, Debbie Happy Hour podcast with Skip Newton. And you guys can find my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Debbie Database. Just did a massive rankings update over there. Um, so make sure to check that out. Um, super cheap. Um, I'm asking you to basically buy me a coffee um, to keep going, to keep my energy levels up <laughs> once a month. So if you can afford to buy me a coffee once a month, I would greatly appreciate it. There's lots of good guys over there to hang out with. So make sure you check that out. Patreon.com forward slash Debbie database. Um, again, this pod is brought to you by the Debbie marketplace with Kane Fasell and Shane Hallam. Um, they record a few times per week. Make sure to follow their Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Debbie marketplace. And there might be some pretty cool content coming on there the first of the year that um, we're hopefully going to get launched. So we're excited about that. Um, and until next time, um, we, we're excited to be back. We're excited to be back talking football with you guys. I'm looking forward to talking more outside the top 100, more freshman breakdowns. Um, but until next time, peace. Make sure you, you you subscribe and listen and raise five stars. Five stars. You, you almost forgot about that. Yeah, make sure you give us those five-star ratings. We, we, we really we, appreciate we, that. Hey, I read them. <laughs> Throw them out there. Yeah, give Adam some reading material when, he, when, he's, when he's using the bathroom or something. <laughs> <laughs> right, or okay, if you guys talk. want us to talk about somebody, you know, we, we're, 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 we're listener-driven. We'll give you guys what you want. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next time. <laughs>